Hello and welcome to The Culture. My name is Anna. And my name is Mark. Wow, so lucky to have the name Mark. Okay, um, today we're going to be talking about two uh, new religious movements, as we like to call them, aka what people like to call cults. So today we're going to talk about a historical one first and then a more modern one. Two-parter? Two and one. Two and one. It's like a Twinkie. I feel like I'm getting good value already. <laughs> okay. So the first one we're going to talk about is called Theosophy. Have you ever heard of Theosophy? No. The, what was I going to say? Don't know. Democracy. <laughs> the- theocracy. No. Theosophy. Nope. So um, Theosophy, the name comes from, you know, as I like to brag often, as you like to remind me of, Greek words. Theo, meaning God of God, and Sophie, meaning wisdom. So it's like wisdom of God. Are you sure it's Greek? I'm 100% sure. All right. I'll believe you. Okay. So Theosophy, or the Theosophical Society, was founded in 1875 by a Russian immigrant named Helena Petrovna Blavatsky. I'm going to need you to spell that. I will not. By memory. <laughs> um, so it was found by HPB, as the real ones like to call her. Oh, and abbreviation. Colonel Henry Steele Alcott, These who was names. in the Civil War. Served in the Civil War. Which uh, side? I am pretty sure for the North. <laughs> that makes a big difference. 99% sure for the North. (laughs) Okay. So Blavatsky, HPB, as they like to call her, she basically was the spiritual leader of the group, whereas Olcott was kind of more of the administrative leader. Playing to your strengths. Right. Right. Just like we do. Right. I do everything and you provide the color. Oh, sure. We'll, We'll go with that. So Blavatsky, she wrote a bunch of these kinds of like papers which eventually became books and these ideas became the tenets of theosophy which a lot of her information or quote-unquote wisdom basically is plagiarized from eastern practices like buddhism hinduism um those kinds of practices legitly or like she's like uh these are mine no, she was like, these are mine. Okay. <laughs> Except for the other book is like right over there. <laughs> right. So Olcott, like I said, he served in the Civil War, and he was actually an attorney who investigated President Lincoln's assassination. Oh, so he's kind of a big deal. Kind of, yeah. And he's really the, wor- the person who was responsible for making theosophy into the international organization that it remains today. It's not as big today. It's kind of small. Same name? Theosophy, yeah. The Theosophical Society of America. Okay, so we're founded in 1875. In 1879, just to give all some feedback or background before we go into the beliefs, they moved their headquarters to India. Basically, okay, really, these were white people that were like, we don't like the stuff that we've been doing. Let's go look at the other things that are out there. And, like, we think that's really cool. And let's just take it and pretend like it's our own idea. Hipster before there was hipster. Yeah, I mean, they were just, like, exoticizing them a lot. Right, which that happens all the time. 
Right, but they're like kind of the OGs in this. The original Beatles. They're the original like yogis. <laughs> um, so they move in 1879 to India. In 1882, they establish their headquarters in Adyar, India, where it still stands. That's probably why I don't know about it. Because it's old? Well, no, because their headquarters is in India. Yeah, probably. So at this time, they also visit Sri Lanka, where apparently, according to their website, they promoted the social welfare of the Buddhists. And they say Olcott is still revered there today. However, I have an alternate history on this because I took a class in college called Religion and Tourism. And my professor talked about how actually Olcott basically went to the people in Sri Lanka, saw their Buddhism and was like, you guys are doing it wrong, actually. Actually, you need to be doing it my way. So what happened was basically traditional Buddhism in a lot of like communities, especially in Eastern Asia and Southeast Asia, is immersed with a lot of ritual, like ritualistic practices. And kind of like how the Protestant church moved away from ritual and more into just like textual interpretation, Olcott basically pushed that on these people. So he's like for Buddhism. It's like stripping the tradition away. Yes. And all the things that people just have known because they've always done it that way. Their tradition, yeah. yeah. Yes. And so they called it Protestant Buddhism. Like that's mm. what scholars call it. What he and kind of Blavatsky were promoting. That's different than what his group is doing. No. It's similar. So you have two different names. Oh no. Yeah, so they don't call the the yeah, Theosophists didn't that. call themselves Protestant yeah, Buddhists. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Scholars, when looking at what they did, got you, got you, got you. Say they were basically trying to remove the tradition out of Buddhism. So he's not as wonderful as we they are claiming, is what I'm saying. Yeah, don't put we. Okay. I'm claiming, <laughs> so, no, I'm claiming nothing. So here's some beliefs of them. It's very vague. I'm going to be real. It's very vague, kind of all-encompassing. So, there is no religion higher than truth. Heard that one before. Okay. So, basically, it's a hodgepodge religion. It's kind of like, let's take a little dash of uh, Hinduism, a little uh, cup of Buddhism. Let's sprinkle in some Christianity in here and Catholicism. They do, like, everything. Like, they add it all in. You pick your best spots. Right. Go from there, leave out the things you don't So, like, like, for example, on their website, their current website, they have images of the Hindu elephant god, who I don't know the name of that. They have a picture of the Buddha, a white dove with an olive branch, some kind of, like, Arabic-looking text. Like, they're just, like, <laughs> it's a grab bag of religion. It's legit for marketing, though. Because you, I, can, I mean, just, I you guess. can just put out so much swag. Right. And then their symbol, their, like, official symbol is a star of David, okay, inside of which there is an Ankh. Do you know Do you know that, like, it looks like an Egyptian cross? Do you know the one that has, like, the loop at the top? Oh, yeah. Apparently it's called an Ankh, which is supposed to represent life. And then there's also a swastika on there because in the original Sanskrit, a, a swastika represents well-being. And this was made before obviously Hitler obviously. so I guess they kept it also they have like the ohm sign 
You know, like everybody was yeah. like, namaste all yeah. day. <laughs> Those like shirts. So they just threw it all in. They really just said, let's mix it all up and together. No one's going to know. <laughs> Nobody's going to no know. know. How will they know? <laughs> that is what I feel like their marketing team did. Just put it all in the same, and then maybe people won't be able to recognize the little pieces. It reminds me of the so Hannah great. Montana, mix it all together, and <laughs> the I'm best not. of both worlds. No. Come on. No. <laughs> You lost me. Oh, man. You're like just in that mid gap where I'm you have awkward. kids younger than me, but like you're a little too old to Hannah have Montana known it. was not my thing. Dang it. Sorry. Okay. I'm sure some people will get The that best reference. of both worlds to my uh, gen. What are we? Am I Z. Gen Z? I actually think I'm millennial. You are millennial. All right. Whatever. I'm like on the cusp. All right. So back to theosophy. Um, they also believe that there is a body of knowledge that can help them reach their full potential by maximizing their happiness, peace, and wisdom through theory, training, and practice. And they call this the ancient wisdom. And they also claim that they agree with science in a lot of ways, but, but their beliefs go beyond science, that they can answer more questions about the universe and science. It's a little science plus some. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the Christian science. Yeah. Yeah. Little of this, little of that. Right. So there's not many beliefs in this group. And I, I don't think I'd necessarily like refer to them as a really strong like group today. But the reason why I'm talking about it is because it kind of sets a scene for a lot of later religious groups to kind of be like, let's take a little bit of this and that and mix it all together and do what we like want Like saying with it. formula. Yeah. But this almost sounds more like a way of thinking. Than, it, it, it's like more <laughs> philosophy than anything else. Yeah, pretty much. It kind of is. But Blavatsky, our girl HPB, she wrote this book called The Secret Doctrine, The Synthesis of Science, Religion, and Philosophy in, like the, in 1888, which apparently gives the history of the cosmos and human life on Earth. Because she knows that somehow. Well, I better pick that one up. <laughs> right. Is it on Audible? <laughs> Maybe. Only if um, she's reading it. <clears throat> I think she's gone by now. Dang. Um, so Helena said that this secret doctrine is based on this other ancient wisdom document called the Stanzas of Zion. D-Z-Y-A-N. Zion. I got nothing. Okay, so this is where it gets kind of weird. So she says that this ancient wisdom comes from this ancient document, which comes from these ascended masters, which are like these really super wise individuals who have like the keys to the knowledge of the world. Buddhas? Kind of like, you know how in the Bible they talk about like Noah living like hundreds and yeah. hundreds of years? She says it's like that. So like, you know, wise sages. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And they live in Tibet. They're centered in Tibet. And under Tibet, there are cities where there are these sacred texts in these underground cities. And there are books that hold the key to all wisdom. Well, let's and go she to got Tibet this then. knowledge from them. Let's head to Tibet. Yeah, well, I, you know. She did. We could, she did, uh, she, she, she went to India and she kind of traveled yeah. around that area. But basically what happened is she went and met these people and was like, oh, this is cool. And then she took it and said, this is my idea. 
Okay. Also, apparently these books are not lost, but they're also not present, which doesn't make any <laughs> sense to me. They're there. Just keep looking. <laughs> right. Um, so the these ascended masters and theosophists, members of theosophy, their goal is to revive a once world-encompassing religion that will eclipse all others. They're here to take some names. They're here to just, like I said, they got a hodgepodge it so they can just eclipse everybody else. And just umbrella the entire thing. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Also, apparently, these masters have different names in the text. They're called the Mahatmas, the Adepts, the Masters of Wisdom, the Masters of Compassion, and the Elder Brothers. And like I said, uh, Helena said that they had extra long lifespans. They have clairvoyance. You know what clairvoyance is? The ability to see. Into the future. Ah, oh, nice. I wasn't going there, but yeah, that's good. And the ability to astral project, Move which is. through time. Yeah, like project your soul into time and space and kind of like. Well, I can do that. <laughs> you don't? <laughs> I do not. Mm. Okay, so that's basically the idea. They take the ideas of reincarnation and karma and they kind of sprinkle in some Christianity stuff. Like they quote St. Paul saying, whatever we sow, we will reap. Like, like they just kind of do whatever they want. Just taking all of the highlighted, highlighted. Things yeah. Like, it's, it's a like, highlight like reel. The, it's yeah. the religion highlight yeah. reel. This one's sweet. This one's sweet. <laughs> Star by this one. Double underline. <laughs> right. But my favorite explanation of theosophy was by this Christopher, this guy Christopher Partridge on Wikipedia. He said it best. He said, Theosophy is not Eastern thought in the West, but Western thought with an Eastern flavor. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And it's also a burn. It's like, you're not actually authentic. You're it's just like, like a, It's like a classy burn, though. Like, like, Theosophy is to Eastern religion as Taco Bell is to Mexican food. And we just had that conversation. So I know. I, I feel you on that. <laughs> okay. So that's theosophy. It's just, they're, they're a more low-key one. Now we're going to ramp it up to like a million. Okay. Let me catch my breath. Okay. And we're going to get mentally prepared. Let me strap in. All right. And we're coming back. All right. All right. Are you ready, Mark, to I'm, hear about this? I'm prepped. Okay. I got my weighted blanket. So that I feel supported. I want one of those. I feel supported. They're expensive. They are expensive. You got to pay to play. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Okay. So now we're going to talk about this group that is currently active called Twin Flames Universe or the Twin Flames Ascension School. This just jumped up. Even just with the name and the fact that they're currently still going. Right. I liked it more when they were like historical. <laughs> right. Because it's not as threatening. Yeah. Right, but... Mm. And there's flames in the name. I just feel like there's a lot of fire coming, and I'm not really a fan. Well, I mean, we'll see. So this is definitely a modern religious movement, new religious movement. And it's going to be one of the first of several that we will event end up discussing that operates primarily via social media. This group via YouTube. So they're like YouTube cult leaders. <laughs> Well, we said, did we, did we say that YouTube was culty? I don't think we did. Because we could have added that in now. Yeah. Now I think for part two, we have to. 
Yeah, we definitely right, got to do so part two of they're that. They're using social media to their advantage. Yes, because we've seen some pretty janky websites. Theirs isn't as janky, but it is definitely still bizarre. Like iPhone three quality? Are we shooting? With no, it's not. Stuff? It's not even the quality. It's the content. The content is so like we're trying to sell you this. Oh, it just feels very you, silly. A hundred percent. It feels very inauthentic and weird. Mm. Okay. So the Twin Flames universe is this YouTube channel. It's also a, we- a website and they offer these programs and counseling and all these videos and stuff to patrons. Okay. So the Twin Flames universe began with the leaders, Jeff and Shalea Ian, I believe their last name is. So neither of these are their birth names. So I don't know what their original names were. They both changed their names. If you changed to Jeff, <laughs> not quite sure what the OG was, but it had to be pretty bad. Right. Of all the names you can choose. <laughs> I don't know, man. So Jeff and Shalea, they met through a mutual friend on Facebook. This is a truly modern romance. Very much. So Shalea, she's this kind of like new age gal. She's kind of like influenced by the theosophist who just like kind of takes and chooses what whatever the heck she wants to create her own religion. And she had been hearing about this thing called twin flames online. And so she thought that Jeff might be her twin flame. But she also had thought other men were her twin flame prior to meeting Jeff. Now, hold on. So Jeff and her know each other. Jeff and her just know each other on Facebook. Okay, so she has a friend on Facebook named Jeff. No, she has a friend who is friends with Jeff on Facebook, and they okay. meet through the mutual friend on Facebook. And they're dating. No, they're not they're even nothing. dating at this point. But she thinks that it's... What She's is, like, look at his post, okay. twin flame. Her twin flame. Right. What is that? Good question. So a twin flame is a divine counterpart that is created for you by God and you and they are destined to spend eternity together. It's like your soulmate. Oh, your soul. Yeah, yeah. But on another level. Higher level than soulmates. Higher level than soulmates. Well, your twin flame doesn't sound as cute as like your soulmate. It's true. I don't like it, but they do. So basically the whole goal of the twin flames universe is to help you find your twin flame and enter into what they call harmonious union. This is (laughs) Match.com. It's Match.com with elements of cult mental manipulation, as we will see. So harmonious union, you might be wondering, what's that? Well, it's when a person is in full sync with themselves and their flame which leads them to mental and physical bliss. I don't like the flame. (laughs) I cannot get over the flame. I don't know what to tell you, man. Well, it doesn't make any sense. It's like, it's like they're, they're, they're part of the same candle. If you were like a match to my flame, Uh, like I'm feeling it. Flame and flame. I don't know. It's like, it's almost like, you know how I don't know. Listen, this is not my ideology. No, this is your <laughs> this is your thing. <laughs> I need answers. Okay, I don't know where it came from. It, it comes from kind of this idea online, from what I've seen of 
kind of like a soulmate. They should create a new name to rebrand it. Cool. <laughs> so the Twin Flames universe started sometime in the late 2010s. I couldn't really find an exact date, but definitely it was prior to 2019. Um, but this is really recent. So through the Twin Flames universe, Jeff and Chalea counsel young men and women, though primarily their followership is women online and they do this through video chat like zoom and google hangout and whatever and they have a huge video library on youtube and they also have a website called the twin flames ascension school so basically in these videos and in their program they sell the idea that they jeff and shalaya and only they can help you find your twin flame by using their videos and counseling and programs and basically you'll get rid of all your problems all for a small price of $4,444. It's a lot of fours. They, I think they're, That's see, here's thing. this hodgepodge thing. I think they do some numerology stuff. I think they're into like sacred numbers. Is four one of those? I don't know anything about four. I don't really know either, but like they have different packages and it'll be like 1,111, 2,222. Maybe it's like visually appealing. Maybe it's annoying. Well, maybe 4,000 <laughs> is way more than match.com. Yeah, really, seriously. Match.com's like what? 20 bucks a month? I don't know. Well, yeah, you know, because you got married out the womb. <laughs> <laughs> so, y'all, there's Bumble. Just get on Bumble for free. You can you can find your twin flame there. So now let's get into the beliefs. But do you have any questions prior to getting oh, into I the beliefs? Oh, I got questions, but I don't think you got answers. So let's keep going. <laughs> okay. So again, they're very hodgepodgey, just like theosophy. They pull from Christianity, they pull, pull from Buddhism, Hinduism, all the major ones. Judaism, like, let's just mix it all together like Hannah Montana. Get the best of both Quit worlds. Quit making the reference. It's not <laughs> getting any better. It's stuck in my head. So, <laughs> so Jeff and Shalea, they do this lovely little thing where they call themselves the Master Christs. And Jeff calls himself Father Christ and... Shalea is Mother Christ, and their child is the princess of all creation. Well, that's a whole nother level of narcissism there. You're, oh, yeah, pretty much. Especially this guy, Jeff. He just sounds like I would hate him. <laughs> he just sounds like he just loves himself. So they say themselves the master Christ. They also say things like this to their followers. To deny Jeff and Shalea's word is to deny the word of God and to throw away your harmonious twin flame union. So you're going to throw away your union and also Jeff is the second coming of Christ. He's here. He's here. And he says that it makes sense because as a YouTuber, he has a global community and, you know, He's bringing people together, but he says he's humble about it. Well, my daughters have a YouTube channel as well, so... <laughs> maybe they're the master Christ. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I don't think I buy the argument. <laughs> right. Well, he basically is trying to say that the second coming is going to come on the internet because that's a global community. And he's right there, ready to lead the charge. Right. He's the for master a small Christ. Fee. Okay. So, again, generally their beliefs are to just help find people their match apparently so they're using love to get to people yeah they're using love abusing love right 
So here's where we're going to get into some controversial stuff that they do. Well, I mean, we already kind of did. Master Christ is pretty controversial. That's fair. But this is worse. Okay. <laughs> okay. So since like 70% of their followers are female and they claim that they can help everyone find their twin flame union, they have this pretty controversial practice, according to some ex-members and current members, actually, where they suggest to cisgendered straight women, cis meaning they're, they align with the gender that they were born with or assigned at birth. So, like, I'm a cisgender woman. Okay. Okay. Cisgender straight females that, in fact, they are masculine in their divine energy. And then they encourage them to take on male pronouns and male name. For the purpose of? Making a match. Oh, because there's so many girls. Yes. So they're just going to kind of keep it in the Petri dish. Yeah. So, but here's a funny thing. is like they claim that they're LGBTQ friendly and all this stuff, but they're really not because they basically force people into heterosexual relationships or encourage people who've never had gender identity issues to adopt a gender identity that they don't want. For the sake of making a match. Yeah. I mean, they're molding you to fit whatever they need it to fit at the time. Pretty much. Now, the reason why I say this is because of this couple, several different people that have come out and said that they did this to them. So there was a lesbian couple that came to them already together. These two women, Anne and Katrina. By the way, I've gotten all this information from two sources, mainly a Vanity Fair and a Vice article. But this lesbian couple, Anne and Katrina, they came to them just to kind of understand what a twin flame was and like improve their relationship and so on and so forth. Well, Anne and Katrina get really into the twin flames universe. They start working for them, which to work for them, by the way, you have to pay to do all the courses to work for them to get paid nothing. That's a win for them. <laughs> right. Free labor. <laughs> so, But you get your twin flame. Maybe. Exactly. Maybe. Your love, your true love. Maybe. So Anna and Katrina, they join this. They're all into it. And then Dan, after some intense session, or, or Jeff, after some intense sessions with Anne, says, actually, Anne, you're a divine masculine. You're now named Dan. And you need to adopt male pronouns. And Anne's like, no, I'm just a gay woman. I don't feel that way and because they disagreed with him jeff said you guys look dumb as f hiding behind the lie still like she was lying that she didn't have that desire desire yeah, yeah. and he said you need to take a guy's name and pronouns or i will need to put someone else in charge who does respect my work that's what she said about him that he said yeah, this is no, this, like, is, this her is her quoting him her words. in an email. No, this is oh. his words. Man. Yeah. Meanwhile, her girlfriend is just like her girlfriend's what? like, what? <laughs> yeah, literally like, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> yeah. And then now 
Anne and Katrina, they left. They bounced. They're like, this is freaking whack. We're not dealing with this anymore. They got out. They got out. It's a good call. But there is an individual, Gabe, who now identifies as Gabe, who was, until they joined Twin Flames, as Gabe describes himself, prior to joining this group, he was a straight cis female. And now he is living his life as a trans male. And he said prior to being in the group, he had no inclination of that. So then why does he stay? Because he believes that they have They're found him his gonna... twin flame. Oh, okay. So they have, they've matched him. They've matched him with a, another cisgender straight female named Brianna. And Brianna was like, I kind of was thinking I was going to be with a cisgendered male. And they were like, no, you need to trust us. This is the twin flame. And also because this person's also in the program. And <laughs> exactly. And start filling some quotas. Exactly. So they got matched. And listen, according to the YouTube channels where they're doing the recruitment videos, they're lovely. They're a happy, lovely couple. They're twin flames. They're twin flames. Uh, I'm going to let them speak for themselves. I'm not going to say anything. But it is interesting that that seems that though there may be a pattern of them pressing that upon people. And maybe, yeah, I mean, I don't know why you would make that up. Right. But, I mean, Gabe, who now identifies as Gabe, says that it helped them understand themselves better. So, I mean, maybe it worked for him. But for Anne and Katrina, they were like, no, bro, we don't want this. Yeah. It's definitely not a one-size-fits-all kind of policy. Uh, Yeah, no, definitely not. So... Like I said, this is not a free organization. They're in it for the moolah. So, so old Jeffy Pooh's pretty rich. Yeah, they're rich. They're millionaires. Where are they living? Michigan. Why'd you say it like that? Because I have some more to say. Oh, well, then let's keep going. I'm intrigued. <laughs> so they live in Michigan. And though a lot of their followers are online, some of their followers have moved into their mansion with them. Oh, so they got a little commune they going on. They clean their house. They cook their food. They go grocery shopping for them. All for, in quotes, free spiritual work. End quote. So they have completely found a way to win. Bro, they are kicking ass. They are living. And taking names, bro. The cult leader dream. Hell yeah. They're getting free labor on multiple fronts. They're making money, $4,444 at least per person. I mean, they did it right for the cult, the cult on the cult end of life. You know, they're doing it well. So, so far, not a lot of violence. No, but like, but it seems like from what people have claimed, there is like a lot of mental manipulation, a lot of kind of. A lot of head games going on. Yeah, and and pressing of things that aren't necessarily healthy for some people. For example, there were two girls, Katie and Lene. They both were in Twin Flames as well, and they eventually left. And um, Katie basically started stalking her ex-boyfriend at the urging of her Twin Flames coach that, in fact, he was her twin flame, and he would just have to come to understand that. Oh, so it can get real 
aggressive. Yeah. If your coach keeps telling you that that is the person, even if the other person does not reciprocate yes. those feelings at all. So it could get violent. She got arrested, I'm pretty oh, sure. Okay, well, yeah. criminal charges. Yeah. Like her ex called, I think he filed a restraining order. Yeah, I mean, her. that like, makes sense. And, and if, then and if you're buying into this, you're not just like one text, like, hey, what's right. up? Right. No, you, it's, it's probably like, a bombardment. Of, you are my twin flame. And I'm outside <laughs> your house. Right. And then this other woman, Lene, she stalked a married man at her gym who she was also encouraged by her twin flame coach that that was her twin flame and to pursue it. So, yeah, there hasn't been any violence yet. But they're still going Give strong. it a few years. Yeah, they're still going strong. Yeah. So that's it. That's the Twin Flames universe. What's their YouTube channel looking like? Is it popping? It's kind of popping. They got, they got a lot of followers, a lot of views? <sighs> let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I have had a friend that have like I have I have kind of like some hippy dippy friends, and uh, shout out to those friends. <laughs> shout out to uh, Stevie. Um, Names, <laughs> no, I'm just saying I have some friends that kind of like no, I hear dabble you. in like crystals and like mm, I don't know like natural stuff. Careful, <laughs> careful. So, anyways, they uh oh yeah, they get a lot of. 500 oh wait that's only 529 views twin flames explained with jeff and chalea has eighteen thousand views that's not that much i don't know i feel like that's pretty good when you're trying to sell match.com for a price yeah i'm trying to oh my god please just look at them oh yes we will be posting (laughs) uh, still from one of their youtube videos 100 percent on our instagram yeah and speaking of Give us a follow. Give us a shout out. At the.colt.year. Yep. And if you like our episodes, give us a rating and review. Please give us a rating, y'all. We need them. And we love you. She checks every day. Every other day. (laughs) (laughs) We got 14. (laughs) Shout out to those people. Also, Mark, what should we rate this, though, before we go? What should we rate it? Um, One to ten creepiness factor i think i'm at like a 7.5 people just looking pretty high people looking for love in all the wrong places and yeah i think it's a little too new for me for eight it sounds bad but i feel like i need some bloodshed for eights and above (laughs) and and i need some leaders to be in jail these two are are just living the life right now so it's hard for me to go above that i just i predict some tax evasion uh stuff in a few years you know what i mean yeah you will hear about these two again at some point 100 percent. all right so we got a seven and a half and uh we've got a two and one for y'all we hope you enjoy and we'll see you next time on the culture see ya see ya